Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, attorney Kim Hegwood of Your Legacy Legal Care and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning. Welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and our very special guest today is Tanya Moon with the Grandbaby Project. And uh, Tanya, I'm so excited to have you on today because I'm a huge fan, so I'm going to try hard not to gush during this podcast. <laughs> And, um, and so, because I just really think what you're doing is fabulous. And so, uh, so I guess one of the things that's probably going to be, you know, we kind of just kind of start maybe a little bit at the beginning. And so how did you get involved in this? Well, it's definitely a project, a heart project. So my grandmother, the Grandbaby Project's a nonprofit organization that I founded in honor of my grandmother, Ruby Sims. So my grandmother suffered from dementia. Uh, the last couple of years of her life were incredibly difficult. Um, you know, like very common with people who suffer from dementia, she became someone we didn't know. And um, through just really trying to figure out how to get glimpses of her back to us, um, someone in the family had an idea. I don't even remember who it was. Um, to give her a baby doll because my grandmother loved her grandkids so, so much. And we gave her a baby doll and we very quickly realized that the only way she would really be compliant at times when she needed to take medication or needed to shower or we even needed her to eat more was if she had her baby. And heaven forbid if the baby doll went missing at the community for which she lived because um, Oh, she could be really difficult. And so she became more and more agitated, more angry as the disease progressed. And so we always made sure we had uh, baby dolls on hand. She had her favorites, but if one went missing, we had to make sure that um, we had one available quickly because it truly was one of the only things that would calm her when she became fixated on something or got angry and agitated or confused and sad or weeping, she had to have her baby doll. And so I had wanted to launch this project for years and years and years because I really thought, well, I'm sure, you know, she's not the only one. And sure enough, here we are. And um, we give lots of grandbabies out. We give lots. I've got one. I want to show you. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So um, we've given out hundreds and hundreds of grandbabies uh, to seniors with dementia. And um, it's the you know, it's just grown and grown and grown and it surpassed my wildest expectations already. So how does the use of the therapy dolls, you know, tell, you know, how does it work in, in you know, having a therapy dolls and people with dementia, you know, so how do you kind of start that process, you know, handing someone, you know, the baby, what does that look like? Oh, it's so beautiful. And there's so many videos on our on our Facebook page. But um, I always do a little bit of staff training at the communities for, you know, where we are before we call it a baby shower event um, with the staff. And, you know, I, I just make sure that the staff understands that we handle the dolls 
just like they're real baby dolls. We hold their head. We're very careful in how we cradle them and how we hold them. Um, when I launched the project, I knew that texture was very important. So I searched high and low for the exact kind of dolls that we needed. Um, dolls that aren't too hard, that aren't too soft, that have some weight to them. They wear a newborn diaper. Um, and we handle the dolls just like they're newborn babies. So when we literally hand that baby doll over, um, it is a pretty magical moment because regardless of where the person is in their disease process or progression, you know, it's like riding a bike. I mean, they just naturally gravitate to that baby and they start to hold it and cuddle it. And one of the first things we notice, especially with men, is the baby goes up here and patting on the bottom starts to happen and rocking and rocking. And so we just handle the baby as though it's real. And we talk about the babies and how beautiful they are and how special they are. And um, it's a very natural process that ladies just typically go and grab the baby and they want the baby immediately. And the men want to, um, you know, they want to get in action. They want to start rocking the baby, patting the baby, singing to the baby. And um, it's, I, you know, I think it's like falling, a falling off a bike. You just, you just, you never forget. Right. And um, who doesn't love, I always say, who doesn't love babies and puppies. And so <laughs> it's just a very natural, natural process. So I'm going to ask you kind of an off the wall question sure. because you have this baby. So in you know, like your grandma taking care of the baby, where does the baby sleep? What do you, do you provide stuff in the whole baby shower thing? Maybe that's, you know, do they have a cradle? Do they have some place to put the baby? And so to, for more realistic kind of stuff, sure. walk me through that. Great, great, great question. Um, we, babies are delivered with their own blanket. So um, typically we have volunteers um, throughout the community that make our blankets. And so every baby has a blanket and then um, the babies sleep right with their new grandmom or grandpa. I mean, they start cuddling them and they sleep with them. Um, you know, caregivers can use the dolls. Part of the training that we offer caregivers is to use the dolls to help the residents start to relax and, um, take naps. They'll want, it's time for the baby to nap. So let's go take a nap. And, you know, we use all of these cues and all of these techniques to help the caregivers really manage the, the patients better. And so, um, you know, I encourage caregivers to make the baby as part of the wind down process at night and let's go lay with the baby. They name their babies. And so, um, you know, we use the baby's names. Let's go. It's time for Judy to go to night night. Let's you're ready to put her down. You're ready to put her to sleep. She's going to want to lay with you. And, um, you know, we've had, we've had residents in the middle of a baby shower, get up and want to go lay down and take the baby immediately with them. And so some communities, uh, have bassinets or beds that they'll go put the babies in, um, whenever people start to, you know, it's time to eat or something like that, but it's really, we leave it up to the resident and what they want to do with their baby. 99 out of a hundred want the baby to sleep with them. That's interesting. Cause I wouldn't have my, my first thought they would have, you know, had something to, you know, put them beside the bed and you know, that sort of thing. So I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done yeah. that. So, you know, so, you know, as, you know, as moms, you know, I think sometimes we're like natural caregivers, not that men aren't, but or don't learn to be, you know, but the, 
you talked earlier about, you know, how man will put him on the shoulder and rock and, and sing and everything. And so is there a big difference between, except how maybe they hold the baby or what they do with the baby between men and women? Interestingly enough, at least in our experience, men are much more vocal. So you have to kind of understand, depending on where the the resident or the patient or person is in their disease progression, um, they may not have, they may no longer have the ability to vocalize. And so we've, we've had situations where men especially immediately want to start singing. I can't explain it. They, they, or if they're non-vocal, they'll, they'll start humming uh, with the baby. We, we have a, a video on our Facebook page. And um, at this one particular event, we had a gentleman who, you know, the caregivers thought he's really not going to be into this too much. And he loved the baby, trotty horse right on the knee, on the shoulders, you know, really men just want to get active with the babies. And uh, we handed him some punch um, as part of the little baby shower. And we tried to take the baby from him and, and no, that was his baby. And he, you know, arranged for, for the men get boy babies. And so he arranged the little boy baby on his lap and he had him on all situated. And he was like, okay, now I can take my drink. Um, men, if they're able to um, walk without assistance, they immediately want to get up and start walking the baby. And of course they hold the baby different. You know, women, we hold the babies up close and the men typically want to hold them further out to kind of look at them. And, um, it's very interesting to me that men seem to be, um, even a little more into the details of the baby than the ladies are. Some of our babies have, um, have little teeth that are showing and the men immediately want to touch that and feel that and, and, you know, ooh and awe over that. Um, but I think the singing is probably the thing that stands out the most to me. I mean, they immediately go to trying to sing to the baby or hum with the baby and um, trotty horse, you know, and patty cake is a big, is a big thing. It all comes back. Patty cake, patty cake. We do a lot of patty cake in a baby showers with the men. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Yes. So most definitely. And, um, and so, so how can people donate or help? Cause that was my big thing is what can I do? Yes. How yes. Does, how does that work? I, I noticed cause I got, you know, you know, involved as far as seeing you, you know, on Facebook, you know, in a community and all I could think about is, Oh, I want to do that. You know, yeah. how, do, how do people get involved? Yes. Yes. It is, it's very, it's very easy. We'll take anyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so we do these events that we call baby showers with assisted living and memory care communities throughout the whole state. And anyone um, that wants to volunteer, people really like to give the babies. That's really the most rewarding part is to be there. And we're always needing people that want to go to those events with us and help us give out the babies because, you know, there are times we're giving out 20 or 30 babies at a time and it can get a little hectic, you know? Um, and so we always need help in that way. Um, of course we're a nonprofit, so we survive on donations. Seniors are never, ever, ever charged for a baby ever. And so, um, we, we've got suppliers in place. We get very specific baby dolls. Uh, people say, well, can I just use any baby doll? And I'm like, well, you can, if you want, I, I know 
the results that are behind our babies. And um, so of course that's what I want, but um, donating is always, you know, we, there's never ever enough money for a nonprofit. So on our website, you can donate. Um, I have a group of folks who like to sew and knit um, little hats for the babies or um, seniors and even some school children like to make blankets. And so we'll take anything. Every baby's delivered with a diaper. So we're always doing diaper drives. And the absolute easiest, simplest way to get involved is either to go online, send us an email that you're interested in helping out, or go to the Facebook page. All those messages come directly to me and um, we'll get you involved. We've got baby showers on the books, you know, for six months out in advance. So um, 2023 is a big year and we'll need lots of help. <laughs> So is it a calendar? Can I go to a calendar and say, hey, I'm available that day? Or do I, we have to call to say, hey, when is your next one and kind of work from there? So we um, are in the process of posting a calendar so that people will be able to do just that. Um, so eventually you'll be able to just go click and post. I like to do some um, at least a little bit of training um, with individuals before they go out to an event, um, you know, to kind of prepare them for what to expect and how to handle the babies and things like that. So as we are right now, I kind of do all of that myself and I've got a group of volunteers that helps. But, um, you know, I it, we're, we're almost to the point where it's too big for me to do it all, but I still like to, you know, have my hands in all the showers that we do. I'm there on every single one. And uh, I just want to make sure that people are um, getting the most out of it and that people truly understand that, you know, from the moment we walk in with the babies, we are handling these babies just like we're little, you know, parents of newborns. And so that's super important to me because that's what the residents will mimic. And so I love talking to people, so, you know, people always say, okay, Tanya, I want to get involved and I've got some time and what do you need right now? And, you know, for March or, or May is a huge month. The summers are huge months for us. We are super, super busy. Um, and so we, you know, we also need event with fundraising campaigns and, and things like that. We need lots of help in that way. So um, our dolls come out to about $30 each. And so when we're delivering, you know, 20 or 30 at a time, it adds up. And so I am always looking for innovative ways to ask for money. So if anybody has any ideas, I am totally all ears. <laughs> and so perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I can appreciate that. I've sat on a lot of nonprofit board, so I understand completely yeah. um, how to, you know, how to get the money. Mm -hmm. stuff, most definitely. So I'm assuming that people can purchase them and, and themselves and, and when they purchase them, can they purchase them to like have it delivered to me and I take it to my grandmother or someone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a couple of different um, things you can do on, on our website, thegrandbabyproject.org. You can purchase a baby and we can send it directly to you or we can send, mail the baby wherever you'd like. Um, the babies are $99. So that comes with your baby is fully dressed brand new newborn diaper on. We give you a couple of newborn diapers and uh, the baby's blanket. So, you know, we want to make sure that if there's anybody out there that wants to try a doll for someone with dementia, that, that they have that avenue to do that. Perfect. And so, yeah, see, I'm, see, I'm super excited about this. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I'll tell you the, the story because I think one of the things that really excites me about this is um, my middle sisters um, and my mom has a friend who has Alzheimer's. And so she was having a lot of difficulty. So my sister was getting online, trying to see something. And she found um, almost like a life, uh, like a cat that yes. purred and, and things like that. So she sent it to the girls, to the lady's mom. And 
and said, hey, you might try this with your mom and see. And she did. And it made a lot of difference, you know, just the petting of the cat, you know, and taking care of the cat, you know. So it gives them, I think sometimes it gives them purpose. Purpose. And so, you know, and and having that purpose makes it easier, you know, that aspect of it. And so, um, and so when when I saw your stuff come through, I thought, oh, this is good. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be doing what I can, Tanya, to help you. you. I want to add one thing that a lot of people don't think about. You know, when I launched the project, I wanted to make sure that we were all inclusive and no one was left out. And so it was really important to me whenever I was searching for just the right doll to be able to find dolls that, um, could be used across all barriers. So when someone orders a doll or, or wants a doll or we're going to deliver dolls, um, we have Caucasian babies, African-American babies, Hispanic and Oriental babies, and uh, male and female. And so I think that that's super important because I've had folks reach out to me and say, oh, you know, I, I don't know, do you have this or is this available? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's available. So, um, you know, all of this is, is just in being an advocate for, for these seniors, you know, and, and really advocating for them. I've also found that, um, when family members go to visit their loved one at their community, it's all, you know, it's very common for then the resident to start saying, don't go, or I want to go home, or when can I leave and, and all of that. But with the baby and understanding how to really utilize the baby as part of their day to day, it's very simple to say, let's put little Susie down for a nap. Okay. It's time for Susie's nap and I'm going to go so that Susie can rest and you can rest with her. And so, you know, there's all different kinds of ways to utilize the babies. And um, that's something that we train in all of the communities that we visit as well. Perfect. All right. Tanya, how does somebody find you now so they can help? Well, help the <laughs> so um, online, thegrandbabyproject.org or my email, thegrandbabyproject at gmail.com uh, is probably the easiest way. We're on Facebook as well, the Grandbaby, the Grandbaby Project. And, um, you know, we're all over. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. But um, a simple email or check us out on Facebook. Easiest way. Perfect. Thanks so much for being oh, on the show. I really, so wanted to, really wanted to get people to know more about what you were doing. Yes, so, yes. We're happy to do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.